Hello, and welcome to today's Here's to Your Health podcast. I'm Don Lintzman, Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. My guest on the podcast today is Ed Cutler. Ed is an anesthesiologist and the Director of Anesthesia Services here at CCMH. And Ed, thank you for joining me today. You bet, Don. Thanks for having me again. You know, one of the uh, topics that comes up uh, over and over again, and um, the reason we're bringing it up today is because August is uh, Opioid uh, Awareness Month. Uh, has to do with uh, opioids and their their prescription, the misuse of those, and, and obviously the overdose on those. I think where I want to start today, though, is to just talk a little bit about uh, how, are, how are opiates uh, prescribed and really what's the difference between acute and chronic pain? Well, let's just start with it. It's an important definition about acute versus chronic pain. Acute pain can be something like a sprain, a broken bone or you know you have a fall and you got a bad bruise or surgery itself obviously when you're having something removed um, or worked on you you have incisions to the body and there's pain receptors and that's acute pain sudden onset uh, you know usually it has a self-limiting amount of time in other words you can expect like a sprained ankle to be hurt to hurt for a couple of days up to a week Whereas we look at the, or incisional pain could be up to 10 days, something like that. When I say incisional pain from surgery. Um, Chronic pain, on the other hand, is something that tends to be lasting more than three months. Something like bad back aches, uh, nerve pain, obviously some things like cancer pains and things like that. Those are long-term things that have different solutions, or I don't want to say solutions, have have a different mechanism. But... It's important to understand acute pain is sudden onset or and, and relatively shortened duration. Chronic pain is something that comes on can, for a number of reasons and can last well over three months or for much more beyond three months. And that's where we talk about a different thing. Opioids are traditionally uh, what we treat, uh, we have in the past treated pain. Um, Opioids are also known as narcotics, things like that, things that like hydrocodone or Vicodin or Oxycontin or stuff like that, a little stronger than the Tylenols and the Motrins and everything we take like that. So they have a little different uh, mechanism of action, and they're stronger. And they also have come with some side effects as well. But those are what the opioids oftentimes still traditionally are what we use to treat acute pain. Uh, We've learned over the years, though, that um, opiates can be highly addictive and come with a lot of problems, come with a lot of baggage, as we like to say. Um, And that's something we have to look at, and this is something that's evolving. Now, that's not to say when properly used and properly prescribed that opioids are necessarily bad in them themselves. And I hope that, I know that was kind of a long explanation, but I hope we can differentiate between acute pain, chronic pain, and why we would use opioids or narcotics are for acute pain, stronger pain, sometimes in chronic pain as well. Right. And I guess I want to just take a minute to make certain that people understand the opioids we're talking about, they're, they're legally prescribed. Things that you, you said, fentanyl, Oxycontin, uh, Vicodin, things that people right. are pretty familiar with and have been in a lot of news stories because of overdoses and those kinds of things. But what, but what you and I are talking about is, is uh, not necessarily those, those what makes it, what makes it uh, dangerous 
is the fact not the fact that it was actually prescribed but it's the it's not using it according to the directions that you're given right. or that you hang on to the the opioid longer and other bad things happen so if you could just talk about that for a second well you know it, very uh, a great great point and i think it's important to understand in the past that we always felt that if it was prescribed that it always is automatically safe for you and th and, th and there is some safety there there's in the short term, most opioids are not uh, dangerous. They, they come with some side effects, but they are not dangerous in terms of addiction. Not, you're not necessarily going to be addicted if you take a couple of Vicodin that were prescribed to you for, say, knee pain. Um, but if what happens in the long term? Are you continuing to use them? Is the pain still there? Oftentimes what happens is people find themselves, the pain's gone, but they still find themselves taking them. Or they've only needed it for like three days and they leave it on the shelf and forget about it. And someone else can come along and take those pills. That's the most common form of addiction or, or that happens is that it was overprescribed or that there was leftover medications and somebody else got their hands on them and were using them and led to a that can lead to addiction. That's not to say if you're improperly using the prescription yourself that you could face an addiction problem. But that's, it's a very complex nature. There's things that maybe you're predisposed to addiction. Uh, maybe you're not even conscious that you were taking. You thought you needed it for the pain or the pain that it was originally prescribed for. Um, you're not using it for that, but you had a, something else online and decided to start taking that. That's where narcotics start to become pretty dangerous substances. Today, uh, generally when we write scripts for uh, prescriptions for uh, opioids, we limit the amount we're gonna give. And, and that's a, a lot of that is a state mandate. Uh, they're keeping a much closer eye on who's writing the prescriptions, how much they're giving. You have to reevaluate after several days whether or not you want to, whether the prescriber is willing to re-prescribe that medication or can you switch to something else. The easiest thing is we probably are getting way, I'm probably getting way ahead of you here. Uh, but let me go back to one thing. If you are prescribed, say, uh, some Vicodin and your knee for knee pain, well, well, I'm just picking anything, and you only needed it for three days, you find, hey, I'm getting better, I don't really need this. It's important to find a place to dispose of what you're not using. If you don't need it anymore, get rid of it. Don't allow it to sit on a shelf that somebody else can come along and grab it or that you mistakenly grab for that the minute you have a, a, a little bit more pain rather than trying something a little less potent. When I say potent, I mean strong, you know, and, 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 and NSAIDs like Motrin or acetaminophen, Tylenol. Those are some painkillers that work very, very effectively and you don't need to have take that risk of using an potent narcotic that has an addiction risk. My guest on the podcast today is Ed Cutler. Ed is the Director of Anesthesia Services here at CCMH. He's also an anesthesiologist. And we're talking about opioid awareness because August is Opioid Awareness Month. And uh, I guess one of the things that um, I also wanted to talk about today is uh, one thing that you just noted is that um, Opioids are being prescribed less, and those prescriptions are being limited. But from an anesthesia standpoint, when you talk about knee pain or or uh, other uh, sorts of pain that people might experience either pre or post surgery, there are other ways mm -hmm. of dealing with that today. Well, what we found in, in in the past, the way people 
uh, treated pain was it was a very easy thing. There wasn't a lot of understanding of pain mechanisms and so forth. Uh, was easy enough to take and just prescribe a narcotic like morphine or whatever. It's been around, convenient. It does work. It does come with a lot of side effects. It comes with uh, constipation. We can talk about itching. Uh, uh, you can be very drowsy, confused. Those are some of the side effects of that. So, but as time and science, like everything else, has evolved, we're finding that uh, there's other mechanisms, there's other pathways. And we say pain pathways. We talk about like if you pinch yourself, it's your your mind or your your brain can sense that something's going on there. So there's different receptors, and I don't want to get too complex. This is not the nature or not the time to talk about those pathways. But there are certain places that these pain signals go. And now we're trying to do what we call multimodal analgesia, which is analgesia means pain killing. <clears throat> and we try to attack different modes, different areas. And that's what we're doing in anesthesia these days. We don't just treat your pain with narcotics. We use other things. There's like uh, relaxants, nerve relaxants. There's uh, NSAIDs, which are like Motrin's and stuff like that. But everything is tailored to your pain. And then we use what we call a lot of regional anesthesia, blocks, where we kind of numb the area that's being affected by the surgery. And that allows you to not have all those narcotics on board and treat all the pathways of pain. And that's how we and anesthesia are approaching that. Now that leads into the other thing, Don, that, that I think is important, is that when you go to the doctor for, let's say, back pain or something like that, they're gonna look at other things than rather than just writing you a script and giving you a, a prescription for a, when I say script, I should say prescription, than giving you a piece of paper and having you go down to your pharmacy and just getting a narcotic. They're gonna try physical therapy if they can, if it's back pain. They're gonna try, you know, maybe sending you to a pain clinic, for some injections or something like that. They're gonna to talk to you about other things like uh, meditation, maybe even a chiropractor, whatever. It's very much tailored to that pain, but obviously we wanna to get to the root of what the pain is and then try to work and fix that if we can. Sometimes it involves surgery. Sometimes maybe the only solution is narcotics, but that's very rare anymore that that's the only solution. And that's gonna be a very short-term fix and we've got to watch out that we're not just writing you pill after pill to try to fix the problem. Is there another way we can fix that problem? That's why you need to see your physician or your nurse practitioner or your PA and look for what's causing the pain and look for a solution to maybe we can alleviate that pain if we can alleviate the source and not just cover it up with, say, a narcotic. My guest on the podcast today is Ed Cutler. Ed is an anesthesiologist and the director of anesthesia services here at CCMH. We're talking about opioid awareness, and I think Ed, that leads maybe to my last question, which is, you know, we, you gave a pretty good explanation, I think, of, of what we're doing, of what the medical community is doing to try to eliminate the need for opioids because, obviously, we've seen how that has been not to the benefit of an awful lot of people. There's still a place for it. There's still a use for it. There's still a need for it. But we're, we're, I think, for, as a medical community, those kinds of things are being narrowed down. So if there was somebody who's listening to the podcast today, who's, who's listening to what you're saying and thinking about what you're saying, they realize that maybe they have uh, opioids and they continue to use opioids and maybe they need a different way to deal with their pain. What, what would you suggest that they do? 
Well, I, th I think the first person, and obviously the, the most important person to talk to, is whoever is your primary care providers. If you have concerns about your pain or your pain control or the use of any substance, be it alcohol, tobacco, uh, narcotics, and you feel that these are a problem, then the first person you need to talk to is your primary care provider. In other words, go and see your doctor. Sit down. Share your concerns that you might have. Um, there are avenues out there if you feel that uh, this has become a problem, it's become uh, more so when we talk about oftentimes we've always talked in the past about alcohol abuse and so forth. Um, you know, alcohol is probably a little more socially acceptable, obviously, than drug abuse. Uh, but the, if you feel you have a problem, the first person you can read out to is your primary care provider or any mental health provider. Anybody reach out. If you feel you have a problem, it's interfering with your daily life. If you are finding that um, you're out seeking drugs or whatever and you're it, and that's a problem, you need to get help. You need to get help because this is not something that's easily kicked by yourself or anything like that. Now, I want to be really clear. You know, you had just said it and I want to emphasize that if you're getting a prescription for an opioid, this does not mean you're an addict. This does not mean that you have a drug problem. What I think we're really trying to say and say to you is that you have to watch these things. We're, we're doing the best we can in the medical community not to just throw drugs at you and say, good luck. We're trying different things and we understand that this could be a problem. Some of this, quite honestly, was generated by the healthcare community uh, because it was an easy answer. We were, a lot of us were misled in the 90s about what the real side effects of these opioids could be. And, and obviously that's in the news right now uh, with Purdue and everybody else, the drug companies, and there's many lawsuits out there about this. But if you feel it's a problem and you're seeking, you know, trying to find some other ways to alleviate, you don't have pain anymore, but you have this need for the drug, you need to seek help. Primary care provider would be the excellent start can refer you to whatever help you might need. There's a lot of help out there, but you have to reach out and get it. And if it becomes a problem and activity of daily life, you find yourself, uh, you know, getting more and more isolated and stuff like that, that's probably a time to really seek some help. But again, there's a use, and you said it earlier, there's a time, a place for opioids in this society. We've still got a use for them. It's just we have to be careful and aware of what these things can do. And Ed, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate that. My, my pleasure, Don. My guest on the podcast today has been Ed Cutler. Ed is an anesthesiologist and director of anesthesia services here at CCMH. We've been talking about opioid awareness. And to reiterate something that, that Ed said earlier, we would encourage anyone who thinks that they have an issue with the opioids to contact their primary care provider or a mental health professional and uh, to receive uh, a service to help you determine uh, the best course of action. I'm Don Lintzman, Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. We care for life.